believe we have Mark Caboli from The Athletic on. Uh, Mark, thank you for joining us here at Merloni, Foyer, and Mego. Uh, Mark's been on the Steelers beat since 2002. So my first question to you uh, is that you tweeted out that you spoke with Brian Flores earlier today. Uh, any good nuggets of information that you gleaned from him that you could share with us? I know you're publishing that, I think, just today. Yeah, I'm actually in the process of writing it right now. And, oh, well, thanks for taking the time. <laughs> well, you know, if you've ever talked to Brian Flores, you can know he's a professional, and he's not going to say anything one way or the other to create any type of stir. But he was nothing but grateful of the opportunity that Belichick gave him those, what, what 15 years in New England, and he named a whole bunch of coaches that had influence in his um, his ability to get where he is right now. He really didn't want to go into much of anything else, you know, other than, sure, they're going to rely on him a little bit heavily this week uh, when it comes to game planning against the Patriots, not maybe the fact that, you know, X's and O's are more of tendencies and how they go about more of their business of, uh, you know, how they go about their business and putting things together. He'll be able to shed some light on that. So uh, very interesting individual, very polished man, as I probably don't have to tell you guys. So uh, yeah, he's been a huge for the Steelers. I could tell you that much. Uh, nothing but respect. Everybody you talk to, players-wise, and no-nonsense attitude. And really got these linebackers, inside linebackers, playing well. So it's an absolutely perfect fit for the Steelers so far. Oh, you mentioned Brian Flores and those linebackers, so I'll start with this. Without T.J. Watt, how good is this defense? Well, we're going to find out how good these coaches are because they got some good uh, defensive-minded coaches in that room with Flores and Terrell Austin and Mike Tomlin, Carl Dunbar, all guys who have a history of, of putting together different kind of schemes. I don't think they're going to change anything, so to speak, of how they go about their business. They're just going to have to put him in better positions to be able to uh, succeed. You're not going to replace T.J. Why you saw what he did last week. He's uh, dropping people for five-yard losses on one play, jumping up in the air and making an interception on the next play, and sacking a guy on the next play. So you're going to need a lot of um, a lot of better play. Not better play because Alex Hoskins actually played pretty well last week. But you're going to have to try to get things things done from other positions and other players. They got Malik Reed, who they picked up maybe two, three weeks ago. He's a guy that was expendable in Denver because they had a bunch of outside linebackers with Chubb and uh, Miller in the past, so they were able to get rid of him. And he had eight sacks one year, but you're not going to replace him. You're just going to have to hope that some of those guys pick up their game, including the defensive line, which is a pretty stout unit as well. So, uh, so Mark, um, last week, uh, Mitch Trubisky and that offense, they had a real tough time moving the ball, had a real tough time converting third down. What's their biggest obstacle? What's their biggest challenge this week going against this Patriots defense? Well, having an offensive line can block somebody, probably. I mean, that offensive line has been an issue for three, four years now. They've turned it over almost completely three years in a row, and I'm talking about coaching staff as well, offensive line coach as well. They've had four offensive line coaches in 25, 26 months. And in the days of Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro, and you know Marcus Gilbert are far gone, and they're just trying to patchwork things together. They, they spent a lot of money on that offensive line. They brought in Mason Cole, James Daniel. They gave Chooks a core for money. They spent $72 million 
on those guys in the offseason. It just hasn't worked. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Mr. Trubisky has to get rid of the ball so quick, quickly, because he's not going to have much time to do anything else. And if you see that Najee Harris's numbers of 10 for 27 last week, there's a reason for that because there was no holes. They got the talent on the outside. They got the talent at the wide receiver, I mean, at the running back position. They have a quarterback who's putting, you know, if you put him in the right position, he succeeds. But they just don't trust the offensive line, and everything's surrounded about getting the ball out quickly, moving the pocket, um, and, and stuff of that accord. Not throwing the ball down the field, not turning the ball over, because when you turn the ball over, uh, they're hoping to win game seven, nothing, you know, fourteen to seven, and they can't give the opposing team other you know, short field. So all of that plays into the fact of their offensive line not giving them time, and their offense not really. Uh, producing much as we speak right now uh, when do you expect mike tomlin to make the switch from mitch trubisky to second quarterback <laughs> kenny pickett well probably never i mean not this year i don't think unless it will be next year put it this way he'll come into the season next year as your starting quarterback hands down but i don't think he wants to right now i think mitch is going to have to absolutely be terrible for a, an extended period of time to be able to, for them to pull the trigger and, and bring Trubisky, of course, if he gets hurt as well. I mean, that's just not how Tomlin runs his team. He's not going to have Trubisky look over his shoulder. He didn't have him look over his shoulder from the first day he signed him, even though there was this facade of uh, some sort of a quarterback, con- not a quarterback competition. There really never was. They always wanted Trubisky to take these first reps of this first season. So it's going to have to be a ton of things happening. I mean, he's going to have to be awful for seven weeks. He's going to have to be awful in practice. And uh, they're going to have to be totally out of the race for, for Kenny Pickett to get in there. They just want him to have that year to learn and come back in next year, sort of like a Trey Lance type of thing this year, and see what you can do when, when you're totally acclimated to the system, the league, and everything else. So I wouldn't expect it, to be honest with you. All right, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Mark Caboli of The Athletic joined us on the Harbor One hotline.